Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Spent a lot of time in the first hour talking about the moment, the situation last night in Colorado with Ronald Acuna Jr., Braves outfielder. A couple of fans came onto the field, and uh, at first it looked like they were coming onto the field, maybe getting a selfie, and then all of a sudden security took one guy down, and then somebody else came out to his rescue. Now you got a pig pile out there. Still not sure exactly what uh, transpired there. But uh, then we got into the debate of how much is enough, how much is not enough when it comes to security. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, will join us coming up a little bit. We'll talk to him about the situation with the art of tanking for the number one pick because now it's the Arizona Cardinals' turn. They got rid of Colt McCoy, and looks like Joshua Dobbs is probably going to be the starting quarterback. Although, okay, anybody know the name of the Cardinals head coach? Todd. Not coming to me right now. All right. Seaton? Uh Yeah, it's the former defensive coordinator from uh, the 49ers. Mm. Yeah. No. Close. Paulie? I can see his face. I, I saw the quote he had, so I, I'm going to okay. recuse myself. Marvin? I don't know. Dan Quinn? Jonathan Gannon? Was with the Eagles? Ah, close. Okay. Are, are, was it with a question mark? or a... I, I think it was a question mark. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Okay, good. Jonathan oh, Gannon. Dang, Jonathan Gannon. The Eagles, right? Yeah. 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 Yes, Marv. I was close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you almost got yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Paul. You see what uh, Jonathan Gannon said? He said, uh, we're not going to tell who our starting quarterback <laughs> is because it's a competitive advantage for us not yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Gannon and Dobbs. Look out. Who do they open up with? Do they somebody, somebody going one to know? Are you uh, okay? If you're a fan of the Arizona Cardinals, are you okay with this? Like, hey, I don't. It, it's going to be ugly this year, but it could be great. So a season where they're not verbally saying they're tanking, but it's clear that management is trying to get the number one pick. 
Yeah. I think if a, 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 a true Cardinals fan realizes, hey, we're going to eat this year, we're going to be the worst, and it's going to get us one of the best prospects in history or recent okay, history. Okay, but Kyler Murray's contract fully guaranteed for three years. Last year, this year, next year. An injury guarantee for the fourth year. So what do you do with Kyler? Who wants Kyler Murray? And are they going to rush Kyler Murray to come back? Because if he's not activated today, he can't come back until week five. Do you want Kyler Murray to come back if you're trying to? So if you're Kyler Murray, you're like, I want to come back to make sure they don't get Caleb Williams. Whereas the organization might be, don't hurry back because we would like to get Caleb Williams. I mean, imagine the the mixed motivation there. The Cardinals can't be going, hey, we want Kyler Murray to ball out. They'd be like, then we lose out on Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, and Caleb Williams if they ended up with the first uh, two picks. They open up with the pesky commanders at the commanders. Someone's got to win. Yeah. Yeah. There's ties in the NFL. Oh, that's right. Who was it that Donovan McNabb didn't realize that there were ties when he was playing? He's like, wait, you can tie? Yeah, yes, yes, you can. Arizona will be at the commanders to uh, open the season. What do we have, 10 days to go before uh, the Lions and the Chiefs on Thursday night? Good stuff. Ready to go? Nine days already. Nine days? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Todd. Welcome. All right. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Jonathan Taylor situation. We're going to find out today. Because that may be, might be a situation where does he want to play? Does he sit out? Does he pull a Le'Veon Bell situation? Uh, who is going to trade, and what do you have to trade to get Jonathan Taylor? So we'll talk to uh, Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback. It's NFL Cutdown Day today. It's the only cutdown day. And uh, yeah, Ross Tucker brought up something, our good buddy, and he was saying that when you're trying to make a team, you know, everybody was, you know, successful in college, some, you know, stars, and you're trying to make the roster. And then when you don't make the roster in the NFL – then you have to go home. And when you go home, everybody knows that you're home and you didn't make a roster. And he, and he talked about it and, and really talked about it in terms that I, I didn't really uh, grasp. I didn't bring it um, into my consciousness that I go, oh, my God, your identity is being a football player. Now it's a former football player. And now you go back home. And are you working out? People are asking, hey, what happened? And he talked about that that you lose your identity. Your identity has been a football player for most of your life. And now all of a sudden, you're not on a roster. You're at home. And these players are going to be cut today. They might get picked up by somebody else, but you go back home, and all of a sudden, you're the guy who got cut. You're a former player. Now you got to work out. Go to local high school. Work out with the team while you're waiting for somebody to call you. Yes, Marvin. And it's got to be weird because a lot of these guys are from small towns where they are the guy and everybody knows them. It's not Chicago, New York, L.A. or whatever. It is just some small podunk town where you were the best player this school has ever seen. You went to some big-time school, mm-hmm. and it just didn't work out. And you made the last cut of you know an NFL team. And they, now you got to go back, and there's some jack dude who's your guidance counselor. And you're like, man, you should be playing football. Man, I, I tried. And now it's over, and you're 23, 24, 25. By the way, Ross Tucker is not the most famous person from his hometown. Was it Wyo missing? Yeah. 
Not even close to being the most famous yeah. person. Do you know Seton? I do. Okay. Um, Ross mentions it almost every time he hosts the show. Yeah, yeah, Paul. It's not Taylor. No, not Taylor Swift. Yes, it is. It is Taylor Swift. Yeah. The. The Taylor Swift. So he's not even the. And, he, and you know, he, Ross knows Taylor Swift's dad. Uh, I think her, his name is Scott. And, uh, but I, that's interesting that uh, where he's from, not the most famous person from his hometown. I'm a distant second. <laughs> distant. <laughs> very, very distant. Uh, we say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you. Download the app if you haven't. The situation with the ACC, and are they going to bring in Cal and Stanford or maybe SMU? Uh, this, re- this could happen, you know, sometime this week, that they make a decision if Cal and Stanford are going to join the ACC. SMU. Um, but, you know, the last five seasons, these schools have failed to uh, produce relevant NFL talent or appear in any meaningful bowl games. Over the last two seasons, Cal and Stanford in particular, uh, they both failed to win more than five games. So you got the Big Ten and the SEC, the Big 12. They are, they're stockpiling. The ACC doesn't have much uh, opportunity to be picky. But if you're going to keep Clemson and you're going to keep Florida State, you got to make sure that that conference is really strong. Uh, but if you're looking, you know, does Cal and Stanford really improve your football conference or your basketball? And the answer is no. SMU is interesting. SMU's got money. Uh, you want to be in Texas. You want to be in the Dallas area. You want to be able to recruit there. But you're looking at, you know, this is another watershed moment in college football. Cal and Stanford going to the ACC, perhaps. And I, I just don't think that's enough to keep Florida State and or Clemson. Yeah, Pauline. SMU for the past you know, 25 years have been bouncing around from the WAC to Conference USA to the American or AOXE, whatever it's called. But you know, the last three of the last four years, they were ranked in the top 20 at a different point in the season. They're, they're poised, and they've got money and boosters. I think they're going to find their way into a Power Five. Well, I, there's a report that they may not even ask for any money to join the ACC. They may not get a share of it. They would waive the fees that you would get, which is whatever, $20 million, $25 million maybe per school, that they would waive that for five to seven years. They just, you don't want to be left out. And I think that's what these schools, Cal and Stanford, you know, they're not going to be standalone schools. Um, but is that enough for the ACC to go, now we feel good about this conference moving forward? It's an exciting time to be a Premier League fan. Your favorite clubs are back. You can stream all the action all season long. Watch exclusive matches live, plus full replays, highlights, and so much more on Peacock. The Hour 2 poll question is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? Well, Dan, Hour 1, we put up there, security at sporting events when fans run onto the field should get physical and take no chances or be measured and less physical. Right Right now on DanPatrick.com, Dan. The results are 100% to zero. Get physical. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> America. I know if that, wait, wait, wait. They shouldn't observe There basically should be a, a flag waving with that poll question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Get I'm, physical and take no chances. 100%. Yeah, we just had a, a guy who does security says, well, you're supposed to observe and report. We've never had 100% on a poll question. Never. 
That is hilarious. What do we have for hour two? Absolutely hilarious. Right. Uh, we're going to take one of the toddlers that he sent around oh. uh, because it's so funny. All right. Let me let me uh, let Todd read them. Give me your poll questions. Okay. One of them has to do with uh, Kelly Stafford, Matthew Stafford's wife. She has a podcast, and she decided to share on her podcast how Matthew's having trouble dealing with the younger players. He can't relate to them. And somehow she felt like it was okay to share that publicly and not leave that to Matthew and his team to deal with in the locker room. So... If I'm having issues with my employer and or coworkers, I would, here's your choices, hope my spouse or significant other would handle it for me. <laughs> Address the situation directly with those parties. Seems like common sense. Express my concerns in the nearest suggestion box. Okay. If I go home and I say something about the Danettes and then my wife has a podcast and she goes on and starts talking about why I don't like Fritzy, um, then that's that's on me uh, and on her. But I, I have to understand what, what are what is private and what is going to be used for your podcast. I would have a problem with that if I'm Matthew Stafford. That if I say something to my wife like, "Now I can't relate." Now I'd like to understand the context of it. In in fairness to uh, Matt and his wife, that was it a you know I can't I can't relate to these guys. You know this is really troubling. Or is it affecting your job? Or could it be? Man, I'm so old, you know, and, and, and trying to relate to somebody 15 years younger, and I don't know what they're doing. They're always on their phones, and, you know, the, the music they listen to. Okay, that's fine, but it felt like, um, I, hey, I can't relate to these kids. Yes, Todd. So now all future communication between Matthew and his wife, he has to say, this is off the record, not for your <laughs> podcast, pass the rolls. Or maybe he's fine with it. Me, because he he's aware she has a podcast. She's had one for a while. Okay, would you have a problem if you're Matthew Stafford that this got out, Todd? Yes, I would. All right, Seaton. Yeah, yeah, Marvin. Yes, Paulie. Only if I said not to say it. If I said it's between us and not for the podcast, because he's got to be aware that a big chunk I've heard her podcast for a big chunk of it is talking about what her husband does for a living. This is not a, a rare topic on the podcast. It's the topic on the podcast is being the wife of an NFL star. She talks about what he said. Wait, but time. he has to now say, hey, this is off the record. She's a journalist. <laughs> not, not necessarily off the record, but if they have conversations that are weak, and she, talk, she always talks about what they, those two talk about during the week, and that's her entire, a big chunk of her podcast. Yeah. I would say that it's up to him to say, hey, this one's, uh, this one's between us. Yes, Todd. I don't know. It seems that there has to be a certain amount of common sense. To say, this doesn't seem like the kind of thing I should be telling the world, not that she has this great ratings and following, but it just doesn't seem like it should be coming from her. And, and maybe at the very least she should say, can I mention that on the show? Are you sensitive to that? Is that cool if I kind of throw it out there on the podcast? At maybe the she least. did, but, you know, she might want to be a star. No, she, she might want, well, if you got a podcast, she wants the attention. Mm. You certainly got it. But I would have a problem if I said something in, in confidence to my wife. And she should know... What should get out there? That's when she should say back to him, hey, is it okay if I mention that on the podcast? And maybe it happened, but uh, I have a problem with that. All righty. It is interesting. Stafford told his wife that, you know, back when he started, the players would play ping pong and play games and play cards and everything. And he says now the players, the minute practice is over and the shower is done, they sit with a hoodie up with their phone on and it's phone and then to the car and to the hotel or to their house. And it's not very competitive in the locker room. There's not stuff going on. There's not, you know, bro, broing out going on. 
Mm. Team building. He said it's a different. If it has a different era, and he said a lot of it was the phones. Yes, Todd. It seems silly coming from me. I know because I'm the least confrontational of uh, many, many people. But you need to just address with the players, guys. Guys, let's talk here. You don't have to call me sir. We're on the same level. We're teammates. Put your phones down. Let's let's talk and make some eye contact here. This is a little silly. I gotta like go through your hoodies and your phones to get your attention. And just something leadership. Yeah, but your related. daughter did speak on your behalf at my Christmas party. And she was like six at the time. But she did. Something was said at home. <laughs> yeah, well, she didn't like the way I, I, well, she watched a little of the shows and she realized that, you know, with the pies in the face and she didn't like your tone towards me a couple of times and she took it upon herself to walk into your house for the Christmas party and say, I got my eye on you. I don't like how you're talking to my dad. But you probably say stuff with your wife. You share things. I, I complain from time to time, but I don't like call specific people out. It's more of a frustrating situation. I, I get, you know, I, by the time I get home after an hour drive, I've, I'm pretty much cooled off if something uh, upset me. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. Uh, what's the other? Did you have another poll question? Tom? The other one was uh, the Arizona Cardinals are tanking the season and hope we don't notice, are tanking the season and don't <laughs> care how blatantly obvious it is are not tanking. They still want to win and making necessary decisions. Okay, this is what happens. <laughs> That's the one we put up, by the way. <laughs> making the necessary decisions to win. I don't think they're making necessary decisions to win now. I think they're making decisions that will help them win when the draft rolls around. But uh, tanking the season, hope we don't notice. Tanking the season, don't care. Uh, and not tanking, they uh, still want to win and making the necessary decisions. I like that. This, you're not allowed to admit you're tanking. No, no, we're not. My Mark Cuban did that, and it cost him. Yes, Marvin. Are they caving for Caleb? Oh, okay, solid. Okay, solid. Okay, all right. Uh, and then, so they had the Texans' first round pick as well. They could end up, you know, I don't know how good the Texans are going to be. They're not tanking, but they could have the first and second pick. But you still have the Kyler Murray situation. And his contract. And then can you move on from him? Do you want to move on from him? You got a chance for Caleb Williams and maybe Marvin Harrison Jr., the Ohio State wide receiver. That'd be a good way to start to rebuild. But then you'd have to find somebody who would take Kyler Murray and that contract off your hands. We'll uh, bring this topic up to our good buddy, Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, who joins us next here on the Dan Patrick Show. These days... We do just about everything online, banking, social media, online shopping. We share so much information. And these cyber criminals are finding new ways to get a hold of our information. And delivery scams, uh, fake job opportunities, YouTube video-like scams. So it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. LifeLock by Norton is what you need. Protect your identity. The best anybody can protect it, LifeLock by Norton detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but protect what is yours with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code PATRICK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or you can go to LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. For 25% off, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. 
I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice. Now available in electric. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQ. You know what's interesting? Revisionist history. When Russell Wilson was successful, how many owners came out and said, you know, we were going to take him. We were going to draft him. And now you're getting this with Jalen Hurts. Jerry Jones just said, oh, you know, we were thinking of taking him. Okay. Albert Breer, the Monday morning quarterback, senior NFL reporter, and he joins us on the program. Let's give Albert the poll question for hour two there, Seton O'Connor. Hour two poll, uh, poll question, Dan. Okay. 
The Arizona Cardinals are tanking and hope we didn't notice, tanking and don't care if we notice, or not tanking at all and they're trying to win. All right, let me start with that question for you, Umber. I don't think they care that we know that they're tanking because I think like it's actually just the right thing to do, stripping that roster down. And I, I mean, look, like all you have to do is look at like what they had the last few years under Cliff Kingsbury, guys like AJ Green and JJ Watt and Rodney Hudson, who you know were great players in their time, but were well past their prime. They were like leaning on these guys, you know. So. I mean, I understand, like, you know, like the idea, like, oh, they're tanking for Caleb Williams or Drake May, and there's merit to the idea of that, of course. But, you know, I, like, I, I sort of look at this, like, what else did you want them to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's not like they had this option where they were close, and it's like, yeah, let's go after it. I mean, the right thing to do here was to strip the thing down and 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 really hit reset and start over. And I think that was, like, apparent. It was blatantly apparent in the way that they handled the draft. You know, I think Monty Austin, Fort, their GM, did a good job of moving up and down to get the guy they wanted in Paris Johnson and pick up another another first-round pick for next year. Um, and now they're positioned well for the future. But it's not like anybody else would have come in there and done anything different. Like, this was always going to be a total rebuild. It's just where that roster was at. Okay, what do you do with Kyler Murray? If he's not active today, then he's not coming back to at least week five. And – his motivation would be to win games so you're mm-hmm. not getting Caleb Williams. And the ownership might be, you know, contrasting that, that they want to lose games. So something's, you know, there's going to be a head-on collision here, I would think. Yeah, you know, it's hard because there's all kinds of inj- injury guarantees in his contract, and the injury guarantees run through 2025. And if you look at it, like, I mean – you know, good for Kyler because this thing gives him protection every step of the way. He's got over $35 million fully guaranteed next year. The year after that, there's almost $30 million that becomes guaranteed, fully guaranteed in March. So essentially the, 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 the Cardinals have to make a decision on $30 million of Kyler's Murray for 2025 about what seven months from now. You know, so you're talking then about like what would be Caleb Williams or Drake May's second year in the league, and you'd be carrying like that $30 million number on your books if you don't offload him by March. So I I think certainly this is a critical year for Kyler Murray, and he's protected financially. But, I mean, if you go down the line on this and you look at it, I mean, there's going to be a decision point that's going to come. And one way or the other, it's going to be costly for the Cardinals to keep Kyler Murray. It's going to be costly for the for the Cardinals to get rid of Kyler Murray, and um, is he you know, tradable? I, I think you can give it, Kyler and his agent a lot of credit for rattling cages like they did last year because now he is protected six ways from Sunday, no matter what the Cardinals do. Would he be tradable if he's healthy? I I don't know. I mean, it's just they ran such a unique offense the last three years under Cliff Kingsbury. And look, what Drew Petzing, their offensive coordinator, is going to bring in, um, you know, under Jonathan Gannon is completely different. And I mean, to, in fairness to Kyler, my understanding is Kyler's been really engaged as far as learning it because what Cliff had him doing the last three years was sort of a continuation of the offense he ran for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma and then the, 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 the offense he ran before that in high school, even what he ran for Kevin Sumlin at, at Texas A&M all those years ago. Um, so this was the most, this has been the most significant schematic change that Kyler Murray's gone through 
in maybe his entire football life. And so he's engaged in that. And I do think like for Kyler playing this year and showing that he can run a version of the the Shanahan offense with Drew Petson coming there from Cleveland would certainly make him more marketable as a player and would help the Cardinals as far as like convincing somebody else to take on this contract. Now, would they have to eat some money? Probably. Um, but I, I think that that's like a key part to this because, again, we've only seen him in sort of an air raid type of system. And we don't know what he would look like in a more conventional system or what 90% of the rest of the NFL runs. So having that context is going to be important, which I think makes for Kyler, for the Cardinals, for everybody, an important, you know, getting to see what he looks like in that sort of offense when we get to October, November, December, whenever he's ready to come back. Why did the Cowboys trade for Trey Lance? Well, number one, Jerry's always had a fascination with these things. And if you look at the history of it, it really is interesting, um, Dan. Like, I, you remember when Jerry, like, went and brought in all these baseball players? <laughs> you know, it's like Quincy Carter and Drew Henson and Chad Hutchinson. And, <laughs> you know, he kept taking swings on guys who were highly regarded but had gone to play minor league baseball. Um, Jerry has always, I think, sort of had a fascination with, like, how can I find the next guy? And is there a rock that I can turn over? Um, is there a way that I can find my next version of Tony Romo or Dak Prescott? And so even when he's had a quarterback he likes in the roster, he's gone about doing that. And I think that's part of what this is, because they had a high grade on Trey Lance. You know, I think to some degree you feel like you're acquiring a, a distressed asset here. Mm-hmm. And you got to pay $5 million next year in 2024 to do it. But there is some logic there that it's never a bad investment to take a swing at that position because it can – wind up being worth a lot more to you. And if Trey Lance develops nicely under Mike McCarthy and then has a good preseason next year, maybe you can recoup the pick. Um, so that part of it, I, you know, that that's part of it. If you want to be a little more cynical about it, you can also look at like what this might mean for Dak Prescott and how contentious the last contract negotiation got and how he's going to be going into a contract year in 2024 and how they have to take care of this at some point, you know, and so to me, like that part of it is at least interesting. Like, where do we go from here? And could Trey Lance eventually be a leverage point for the Cowboys against Dak Prescott in contract negotiations? Hmm. That's what I'm looking at here. And I think that that part of it makes this really, really fascinating going forward, um, especially if the Cowboys have a new head coach in 2024. But, you know, Trey Lance isn't better than Cooper Rush. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's why you're not, but you're not acquiring him for depth. You're acquiring him because you think he can become more than that. You know what I mean? Like you're not acquiring him so he can fill in for Dak Prescott in week five if, if Dak gets nicked up. So why are you, why are you bringing him in? You're bringing him in because you think he's got upside to be more than that. And you think that maybe he got caught in, you know, bad circumstance in San Francisco and you're acquiring that distressed asset, and you think you can make him into something. And if you can make him into something, maybe he can give you some leverage in that contract negotiation oh, okay. against Dak. Yeah. That's sort of where they stand. But he's got to learn a whole new offense. He didn't get a chance to play. He's not going to get a chance to play in Dallas. And like, how do you work him into getting any action when he's not And better? that's the problem. See, that would be the argument I would make, Dan, Like, is that like, what everybody in San Francisco would tell you he needs to play. And that's one of the reasons why the Niners can't, can't like, like really like felt like it wasn't right for them right now because they don't have an environment that he can play in. And the whole thing in San Francisco was 
we need to get them snaps. And if you talk to people in that building last August, what they would tell you, like point blank, and this is before the Jimmy renegotiation when he was off on the side practice field, they would have told you then, Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Trey Lance right now. But we believe if we can feed Trey game reps, that by December or January, we'll have a better quarterback in Trey Lance, and then we'll be set up for the future, and we'll be able to expand Kyle Shanahan's offense and do more than we've ever done. Now, then Trey Lance gets hurt, and you know they were willing to go through the ups and downs and everything else that comes with developing a young quarterback, but Trey Lance gets hurt, and then Jimmy comes in. Jimmy plays fine. Jimmy gets hurt. Brock Purdy comes in, and he shows that he can run Kyle Shanahan's offense like, say, they would have envisioned Mac Jones running their offense. So now you're looking at it, and you're saying, can we put another year in peril to run an offense that doesn't work for everybody, that works for Trey Lance, and take our lumps and go through our ups and downs in Trey Lance, especially now when he's lost confidence or lost some confidence? Like, is that fair to Trent Williams? Is that fair to Fred Warner? Is that fair to Nick Bosa? No. Uh, they're they're in a championship window. They can't afford to throw a year overboard or risk throwing a year overboard in the name of quarterback development. So they couldn't afford him the snaps. He's only played 21 games since high school, since two, and that's 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 the last you know five and a half years. So, but it's the same situation with Dallas because he's going into a team that's right, a and that's, Super Bowl and contender, and and that's the hard part. That's the hard part. And like, and it's like if you aren't. If you haven't invested three first-round picks in a guy like San Francisco did, who's going to be willing to go through the bumps, the ups, the downs? Like that's where you're between a rock and a hard place if you're Trey Lance. You need the game reps. But without having somebody who's that invested in you, who's going to give them to you? I thought Minnesota would have been a great spot for him. Right. But what do you have gotten the reps there? I don't know, but I think he's got a better chance of getting reps there than he does in Dallas because Jerry yeah. Jerry is on the doorstep. I mean, he's desperate to win a Super Bowl, and you can't just say to Trey Lance, go in there when Cooper Rush is better than him if Dak happens to play poorly or uh, gets hurt. So right. It's, uh, uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It, it's just, I mean, like, and that's the thing. is like it's a unique situation in that, like, this is a guy who just has not seen enough. And Brock Purdy was the opposite of that, by the way. Like Brock Purdy had something like fourteen or fifteen hundred attempts in college. You know, are you Trey all Lance in on Brock Purdy? Balls in college, are huh? you are you all in on Brock Purdy? I'm I'm all in on the Niners roster, and I don't think Brock Purdy <laughs> needs to be a superhero to make it work. That's I mean, not like, a yes. I like look like I do. I think Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy got them to the NFC title game last year, and then he got hurt. Okay. And, like, I just look at They're not asking Brock Purdy to be a superhero. Now, what's going to be fascinating about this is, do you believe now, Dan, that we're in an environment where Joe Flacco couldn't win a Super Bowl anymore, Eli Manning couldn't win a Super Bowl anymore, a second-year Russell Wilson couldn't win a Super Bowl anymore, let alone, like, Brad Johnson or Trent Dill for winning a Super Bowl? Do you believe that? Do you need Mahomes? Do you need Allen? Because there used to be a time where if you were good enough around the quarterback, you could win. You could beat the team with great quarterbacks. But because of the environment, the game, the way the games went, gone, the rules, all that different stuff, like, can you not do that anymore? To me, the Niners are going to be a good test of that. Because I do think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. Do I think, like, if they had equal rosters that he could beat Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes? No. Do I think he might be able to make it through the NFC? Sure. Like, I think he might be able to make it through the NFC, you know? Um, so I, I think it's going to be a fascinating experiment, you know? And I think 
he's got a chance. Like they feel like I'll just tell you this in San Francisco, they feel like he can give them what Mac Jones would have given them if they had taken Mac Jones third of overall. And Mac Jones was a serious consideration for them at third with a third overall pick. And that's what sort of saves them here. Now, can Brock Purdy carry a team? I think that's a different question. Well, it's like Jalen Hurts. He's got a yeah. great roster. But if Jalen Hurts, you know, played in Houston, people would say, oh, that guy is kind of interesting there. It's If he played in Kansas City, could he have taken that Kansas City team to a Super Bowl? Probably not, right? I, I don't know. It's it's I, I tell people about where you get drafted. And sometimes the later you get drafted at that position, the better off you are because you get a little time. There's not as much pressure. Trey Lance couldn't live up to that pressure. I get that. But Dak Prescott, hey, you know, a third or fourth round pick, or Russell Wilson, you're a third round pick. It, it, you know, Brady, it allows you to kind of absorb and then be able, when you get your moment, to produce. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is great. I know he's on a great team. I know he had an unbelievable Super Bowl. Well, and even the great, even like the guys who become great players. Like, there are very few quarterbacks that are good enough to overcome bad circumstances. To me, like, that's why Andrew Luck is so underappreciated, right? Like, look at what Andrew Luck walked into. They tore that roster down. You know, like, after Bill Polian and, and, and Jim Caldwell were fired, they tore that roster down. And Andrew Luck made the playoffs as a rookie and then made it around further in year two and around fur- year further, around, fur- around further in year three. And then the injuries started to mount up because he didn't have a lot around him and he was getting beat up. And I just, there are very few quarterbacks that can do that, you know? Yeah. And as great as Mahomes is, Mahomes went into an awesome circumstance. As great as Josh Allen is, Josh Allen went into an awesome circumstance, right? Like Burrow, I think you could argue, Burrow was dealing with a little more, like a little bit of more of an issue around him in his offensive line, but he had great, play, he had great receivers to throw to, you know? it's rare that you find a quarterback that can overcome a bad circumstance. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. Like the chicken and egg thing yeah. is very, very real at the quarterback position. Jonathan Taylor get moved today. Yeah. I think like part of this is going to come down to um, whether or not the Colts are willing to take a little less, like they don't have their price right now. They may get it, but they don't have their price right now. Um, and then like where Jonathan Taylor's contract demands are now, I, I like I'd heard like that, but maybe between 13 and 14 million a year and uh, 40 million over the first three years of a deal could get it done. That seems reasonable to me. You know, the question is, is somebody willing to do that and then give her away, say like a second round pick and something else. Yeah. That's a lot, you know, and it's a lot at this point of the year. So I still think Miami's the team to watch. And what's interesting about Miami to me, Dan, is the reason why um, we know that offense, like, right. Like Mike McDaniel running like the Mike Shanahan offense has been able to, I mean, I'm not saying you or I could run for a thousand yards in it, but that's probably not far off. Like if you look at the history going back 25 years to when Mike ran it in Denver. Um, so we've always known that like you can, that, that, that running game works almost regardless of who's back there carrying the ball. Uh, but I think Mike McDaniel saw what Christian McCaffrey was able to do in San Francisco last year. And I just sort of wonder if like there's that part of it for him where it's like he looks at what Kyle was able to do with a truly elite back and Christian McCaffrey and is just sort of like, I wonder what someone like that could do for me. And Jonathan Taylor would obviously be that for them. And there's no question that over the last year or so, 
they've really taken their swings and going and getting Tyreek Hill and going and getting Jalen Ramsey. So this would be along the lines of, of how they've taken advantage of having a quarterback in Tua on a rookie contract. Always great to talk to you, Albert. Thank you for joining us again. All right, thanks, Dan. That's the Monday morning quarterback, Albert Breer. We'll take a break. Got your phone calls coming up after this. Innovation Refunds has been helping small businesses that qualify get a business payroll tax refund. And that's not a loan, it's a refund through the Employee Retention Credit, also known as the ERC. The ERC is a tax refund for businesses that kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 and 2021. If you own a business with more than five employees, you could have money waiting for you. Innovation Refunds earned the highly coveted SOC 2. The SOC 2 certification is a compliance standard developed by the American Institute of CPAs. It specifies how trusted organizations should manage customer data in the areas of security, processing, integrity, confidentiality, and privacy. Innovation Refunds, they are going to help you, and you can go to innovationrefunds.com to see if you qualify. No upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Call 1-843-REFUNDS. 1-843-REFUNDS, or go to innovationrefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Dynasty the king. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith presents the Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. The Oakland A's still have to play another month of baseball. They have been outscored by 309 runs. <laughs> now, you might be wondering, okay, what does that mean? Where does that rank in history? Since 1900, there have been 20 teams that have been outscored by 300 or more runs in a season. The Oakland A's are there at 309. The Detroit Tigers... 333 runs in 2019. The Tigers in 2003, 337. The Tigers in 1996, 320. Then you go back to the 62 Mets, the uh, Philadelphia Athletics, Philadelphia Phillies, but they still have a month left. They could run away with this. Let me see the most runs a team, let's see. 300 and 349 runs. The Red Sox in 1932 outscored by 349 runs. So uh, hang in there, Oakland. You got a chance to make some history here before your history in Oakland. Yes, Paul. And the pace are on. I think they get outscored by about 2.2 runs per game, 30 games left. Mm, Do the math. That's like 65. 65, probably three, they're looking at 370. Yeah, oh, boy, that'll be awesome. All-time <laughs> record holder. Uh, time to play which quarterback gets benched first game. Do we have any music for that, Marvin? Okay. Everybody ready to play? Yes, the quarterback who gets benched first game. Yes, okay. not, not injury-related, okay. performance-related. So the quarterback that gets benched first okay. by performance. Okay. Who would like to go first? Uh, I will. Actually, you know what? I'm going to stretch this one out a little bit. Which quarterback has the least chance, according to Vegas, to get benched because of play? Patrick Mahomes. That is correct. Okay. There are four other quarterbacks in the next tier where they're unbenchable. Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Joe Burrow. No. What? No. That's the most shocking thing. Wait, according to play? Patrick Mahomes. Not injury. Right. Patrick Mahomes is 1,000 to 1. Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Josh Allen is there, 500 to 1. And Aaron Rodgers is there, 500 to 1. Herbert? 
Nope. He's 250 to 1. Jalen. Jalen Hurts, 500 to 1. He's ahead of Burrow and Herbert. That means unlikely to be benched because of four. And the last one for unbenchable is Kirk Cousins. Lamar Jackson. (laughs) All right, now let's get to the guys who are going to sit. Which quarterback gets benched first game? All right, Todd, I'll let you go first. I'm going to say Sam Howell is going to have a tough time. Sam Howell. A good guess. Sam Howell is 4-1 to one and is second in this list. Oh! Likely to be benched. Seton O'Connor Jr. the third. You know what? This probably isn't it, and it's a little mean-spirited, but I'm going to say Baker Mayfield. Oh, that was my guess. Who else is guessing Baker Mayfield? Who would like another guess? Marvin? That was my guess, Baker, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. The most likely to be... Uh, Bench this year is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. 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 Oh, we win, he loses. Yay! All the other guys that are likely to be benched: Sam Howell, four to one; Ryan Tannehill, six to one; C.J. Stroud, seven to one; Mac Jones, seven to one. Ooh, okay. Bailey Zappi, Jimmy Garoppolo is fourteen to one. He's in the top ten of benchables. That's interesting. Well, who do they have? Jared Benchables. Stidham? No, that, everyone's in love with that Aiden O'Connell guy from oh, Purdue. Oh, Purdue, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple a of game. couple of phone calls here. Jeff, Jeff in Kansas City. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Uh, two things. One, I think we've got to treat people on the fi- come on the field like we treat people. We should start treating people that take... Uh, uh, speaker phones, cell phones, and public, you got to treat them violently. They're not helping us. <laughs> okay. Todd, I really have a problem with you calling out Kelly Stafford. That conversation between you off the record, and then you came on your nationally syndicated show and basically blew her up over something she wanted to keep private. So I've got an issue with that, Todd. Wait, wait. What What did Todd bring, uh, bring to the show? The bagel issue when oh. he blew up girl who had the, what was it, tuna fish they were out of and everything bagels. Okay. Well, Todd, uh, you did use your platform to call out that poor girl at uh, what? what I did, but I didn't give any names or anything, and I didn't hold her. I shouldn't have held her directly responsible for whatever management's decisions were. You shouldn't, but you did. But we all know who who, uh, Kelly uh, Stafford's husband is. No one, uh, you know, I protected the innocent, I think, pretty well. (laughs) Little apples and oranges. Thank you, Todd. Welcome. And bagels. <laughs> yeah. Apples, oranges, and bagels. Bagels and cream cheese. <laughs> Let's see, quick poll question. Which is worse, Todd airing out the 17-year-old girl at the bagel chain or Todd making the girl working at the front desk help him shovel out his car because he couldn't get his car out of the hotel? When uh, we had a snowstorm. Big snowstorm. Uh, yeah, I, I think that was worse that you. <laughs> the snowstorm is just Like you asked level. the woman at the front desk to help you. She, she brought out a, the cardboard to stick under the tire, and she was working away to help me get that moving while I try to keep going back and forth in the spot to get out of there. She was very sweet. All right. Uh, it couldn't have been a day over 19. Uh, Brandon in Virginia. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> Hey, good day, Dan Patrick and hey. the Danette. Hey. Uh, I'm a, I think I'm the only Cardinals fan that called you guys. Uh, I don't think we're tanking, and I would do a pie-in-the-face bet uh, for whoever would take it that we will not have the worst record in the NFL this year. All right. Does anybody want a piece of Brandon? He says the Cardinals will not have the worst record in the NFL. Anybody? Cactus to the groin? No, it's a pie uh, to the face. Cactus no, to the pack groin. To, <laughs> pie to the face. Not cacti to the groin. I got theme. Yeah. 
Think it over. Anybody? Anybody want a piece of Brandon? The bear still exists, so no. Whoa, whoa. That's not necessary. Final hour on the way. One more item as we close that hour, too. Every great day starts the night before. So how did your night before start? Did you get a good night's sleep? Well, if you have a sleep number bed, I know the answer to that. Right now, biggest sale of the year. All the beds on sale. Save 50% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed. I know you've heard me talk about it. Go in to a store and just ask, how do I get my sleep number? Uh, Dan Patrick talks about sleep IQ technology. Learning how you sleep and then provide personalized insights to help you learn to sleep better. That's what happens with a smart bed. You have two beds in one, adjustable firmness on each side, so you're not going to argue about that. Sleep next level. Unlock your unique potential with a smart bed that can perform as well as you do. Biggest sale of the year, and right now at the Sleep Number Stores, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number Stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. See store for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.